0: Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone-and-beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive bull bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21+. Please drink responsibly. Hi, this is Jimmy Evans with Marriage Today. This podcast is dedicated to equipping families with the teaching and tools they need to succeed. We hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more marriage building content. Let's begin with mental intimacy and we're just going to apply our acronym here. So mental intimacy, the ability to share thoughts on a deep level and to successfully find a point of agreement on essential issues. Now think about the importance of that related to marriage. The ability to really to share any thought. Remember, intimacy means inner closeness, unhindered access. That I have access to your thoughts. There's nothing that you're keeping from me, and there's nothing toxic in our relationship that we can't share. Okay, mental intimacy, number one. We're talking about intimacy necessitates value. I value your thoughts. Your thoughts are important to me. Well, I, I counseled a guy, you know, in, in... I was doing a seminar someplace, and his... This guy came and talked to me, and he was, just, he was just as dumb as I was when I got married. You know, he reminded me of me. And um, he had the worst marriage, and he said, uh, my wife's goofy. She's just goofy. And he says, every time she says something, I just tell her, you're goofy. And he said, so he's talking. You know, he, has, he had three boys, and in front of his boys he said it. Then his boys started saying it to her. And every time she would say something, the boys would say, Mom, you're goofy. You're goofy. And then at the end, so he's sharing about his marriage and how goofy his wife was. And then he says, and we have terrible sex. Now, what do you think that she needs to do to make that right? And I said, "Uh, you're the problem. And he said, what? I said, let me just tell you something right now. I said, every time your wife shares something with you, I said, first of all, you have you and three boys in the house. Thank God that there's a woman in that house. (laughs) And I said, you desperately need her. And what she's saying to you is not goofy. It's right, and you need to listen to it. And I said, just because it's not the way you think doesn't mean it's wrong. We are two halves of a whole. Man has a man brain, woman has a woman brain. Together they make a God brain. But you can't have it if you don't respect each other. When you devalue and reject the thoughts of your spouse, intimacy is out the window. And I said, I want you to go home, and I want you to get in bed with your wife tonight, and I want you to apologize to her. He said, what? And I said, you are wrong. You should never again tell her she's goofy. Every time she talks, you should say, wow, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. I DON'T UNDERSTAND IT. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO MEDITATE ON IT A WHILE, BUT it's, IT'S AWESOME. AND YOU TELL YOUR BOYS THAT YOU'VE BEEN WRONG AND NEVER TO SAY THAT TO YOUR WIFE AGAIN. WELL, SO THE NEXT DAY AT THE SEMINAR HE CAME, BIG OLD SMILE ON HIS FACE. HE SAID, well, WE WERE UP till 3 IN THE MORNING. AND I SAID, TALKING OR HAVING SEX? HE SAID, BOTH. BECAUSE <laughs> HE GOT IN BED AND SAID TO HER, I AM SO SORRY. I HAD NO IDEA WHAT I WAS SAYING TO YOU WAS DOING WHAT IT WAS DOING. BUT JIMMY EVANS TOLD ME THAT I WAS WRONG. I want you to know that I'm sorry and never again will I call you goofy. She bawled her eyes out. And then they were intimate. They now counsel people in marriage. They are the most awesome. I am, I'm so proud of them. Because you know he just, he just took it on the chin. He just said, okay, I'm wrong. He went. He repented. They have helped so many people in their marriages. But think, think about your spouse is sharing something with you. Your eye contact Countenance. You know, somebody can be sharing something with you. Don't say anything wrong. It's like, <laughs> and you just, or, or you know, you're just not tuned in. And, and you know, you're, you know that they're not listening to you. Well, if you don't value what I'm saying, we're not, we're not going to have a, a, a successful conversation. And what it means is because I know you don't value what I'm saying, I don't want to share anything with you. So my spouse won't share with me. What happens when they share? Okay, here's, here's the second. Energy. I will work hard to listen and understand what you're saying. Kenneth Doyle, a financial psychologist, University of Minnesota, he discovered that we have different money languages. We see money differently. You, you can look at a dollar and see it completely differently. But it's all it's all legitimate. Well, there is an there is a driver that means money is success. Drivers see money, to them it means success. They buy houses and cars and all these things, and it just, they feel successful, and that's just the way they see money. Analytics see money as security. They see a dollar bill, and they think, I'm going to stack them up, and that's going to make me feel better about life, okay? There are amiables, and to amiable, money is love. It just means we have the ability to, you know, have a good life and go eat pizza together, you know, a so money is love. There are expressives, and to an expressive, money is acceptance. I can buy the right clothes. I can join the right clubs. I can get into the right social groups because to them money means relationships. So there's drivers, there's analytics, there's amiables, and there's expressives. Karen is an analytic, and I'm an amiable. Okay, so we couldn't talk about money when we first got married. I mean, this was a toxic issue in our relationship that we could not talk about because Karen wanted to save everything, and I wanted to spend it. It was just a tug of war in our relationship. And she called me a, a spendthrift, and I called her a tightwad. And we, we just couldn't talk about it. I mean, it made me so mad when she called me a spendthrift. And, and I told Karen, I said, you know, you're the type of person, you're going to die one day with all the money in the mattress, and no one will like you. And she said, well, at least I'll have a mattress. I mean, you yeah. So now here's what we know today. We make great decisions together. We make great decisions Be- because when we're talking about money, I know, I'm working to understand the way her mind thinks and Karen conserves. That's just the way that she thinks. The way I think is I want to conserve also. I like paying cash. I like saving money. I think that's the smart thing to do, but I also like to enjoy our lives. Okay, so here's the point. If you're, you are probably different in your money languages, you're better if you're different. Because if you're the same, you have the same weakness. See, if you're both amiables, you probably have a lot of fun, but you don't have much money. If you're analytics, you have a lot of money, you just don't have much (laughs) fun. You know, so if, if if you're different than one another, it just means you have a balance to one another, like Karen and me. We make great financial decisions together. And because we respect that, and we work hard to understand each other, it makes a big difference. Another thing is this, all your major needs are different. All the major needs, men need honor, sex, friendship with their wives, and domestic support. Women need security, soft non-sexual affection, uh, open and honest communication, and leadership from their husbands. We're, We're completely different. So understand, when your spouse is talking to you, if you don't work, if you don't apply yourself, first of all, I value what you're saying. What you're saying is important, and I value you. I know you're very different than me, but I'm not going to roll my eyes. I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm not going to do anything like that. I value what you say, and I'm going to work hard to listen and to understand it. And if I don't understand it, we're going to talk until I do understand it, but I'm going to work. Number three is sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice my need to be right and to be judgmental. When your spouse is sharing with you you need to understand, it's the old saying, you can either be right or be happy. For some people, they just always have to be right. And they're very judgmental. They, they you know, very quick with their mouth. This is me. is very quick. Very, I've never been at a loss for words, and it's not a good thing. I'm just telling you right now. I wish I'd have been at a loss for words many times. But, but I'm, I know what I'm going to say, and what I have to do is restrain that. And sometimes just walk away when it's no big deal and just say, you know, I'm going to be wrong and be happy. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to judge what they say. You don't have to be right. Sometimes you compromise. Sometimes you just go on with your life knowing that maybe you know, you're right, they're wrong, and, but you're not going to say anything. Number four, trust. I'm going to create a consistent, caring atmosphere in my life where you are free to share any thought. Now listen, I'm your safe place. When something really fantastic happens in your life or something really terrible happens in your life, You're always going to tell the safest person first, right? If you're tired of endlessly scrolling through mundane TV shows, searching for something fresh and inspiring, I get it. Time is too valuable to waste on mind-numbing content. It's time to invest in something new. Allow me to introduce you to Hillsdale College. They're offering over 40 free online courses covering essential and enduring subjects. Think C.S. Lewis, the book of Genesis the essence of the US Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, and the ancient Christian church. And here's the kicker, these courses won't cost you a penny, they're absolutely free. Now I wanna share a personal recommendation, American citizenship and its decline with Victor Davis Hansen. In this insightful eight lecture course, Victor explores the history of Western citizenship and the challenges it faces today from the vanishing middle class to the rise of globalist organizations and much more. Here's the deal friends, head over to hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage right now to kick off your free course. It's simple to get started and it won't cost you a dime. That's hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage, the gateway to beginning your learning journey. Don't miss this chance to invest your time in something truly meaningful. Join Hillsdale College and let's start expanding our horizons together. In the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to neglect our skin. But One Skin, our sponsor today, is on a mission to simplify skincare while delivering profound results. One Skin's secret weapon: their proprietary OS01 peptide. This groundbreaking ingredient doesn't just mask skin issues; it targets them at a cellular level. We've always struggled with finding products that actually deliver on their promises, but One Skin blew us away with its results. We've used it primarily on our face and neck, and the difference is incredible. But don't just take my word for it. One Skin's commitment but the skin longevity is backed by solid science. Their research has shown that the OSO1 peptide can reduce the number of sensitive cells up to 50% Effectively reversing skin's biological age Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with OneSkin As a listener of our show you can snag an exclusive 15% off your first purchase using code MARRIAGE at oneskin.co That's oneskin.co with code MARRIAGE After you make your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them Please do us a solid and let them know we sent you Let's support each other in the journey to healthier happier skin Remember OneSkin isn't just about skin care it's about skin longevity Say hello to to a brighter, more youthful you. When you're going through something really good or really bad, you're going to talk to the safest person. In our marriage, I was not the safest person. Karen never shared anything with me for the first several years of our marriage because I was an idiot and didn't care, wasn't tuned in, very judgmental, had to be right. And finally, you know, after years, of you know our marriage being bad and then I changed and I, I, I repented and hung up my golf clubs and began to take care of Karen and to meet her needs and, and to say I was wrong. And the issue about being naked is it means purity. You can only have intimacy in an atmosphere of purity where you take responsibility for your mistakes and your spouse feels safe. So years later when I had changed, Karen started sharing things with me and I said one time to her how? How long have you been thinking that? She said, well, for years. And I said, why didn't you tell me before? She said, Jimmy, I didn't trust you. Okay, five, here's, here are the five main reasons couples fight. Okay, when it comes down to the reasons that we fight, here they are. Number one is work stress. That's interesting. Number one reason for fighting is I'm stressed out, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, I've been working, both of us have been working. Okay, number two, money. Number three is children. It's the third reason that couples fight. Number four is sex, sexual tension, sexual frustration. Number five is housework. Okay, just the house isn't taken care of. You're not doing your job with the house. Work stress, money, children, sex, and housework. But here's the real reason that we fight. You don't care. You don't care about the kids. You don't care about the fact that I'm one taking the kids all taking care of the kids all day long. You you don't care about the fact that the house looks bad and and that you're not doing anything to help me out here. You don't care about how hard I'm working and about the sacrifices that I'm making and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's just, you don't care. Um, Karen, you know, the, a lot of our biggest fights always happened in the car uh, driving. And uh, it, they happened because Karen would say, well, Karen, you know, I scared her to death. I mean, the way I drove but I'm the greatest driver in the world, you know. My all my relatives, you know, race called car drivers in my mind, you know, my dreams. But, um, so I'd be driving, and Karen, you know, and Karen's very animated, you know. She's not a quiet passenger, and she's a backseat driver. A and B, grabbing the dash, screaming, putting her putting her feet up on the dash, all that kind of stuff, and and so it just would great. I get in a car and it would just grate on me, you know. She'd be over there gripping, and so, um. One day I thought to myself, you know, I don't care how she feels. Now when we we started dating, I did. When we started dating, I picked her up in my car and I was so careful how I drove. I remember thinking, I don't want to upset her. I want her to like me. I want her to fall in love with me. So I'm going to be super careful how I drive. And I was. was. That went out the window. (laughs) And she would sit over there and she would complain the entire time I was driving. I didn't care. And the day came when I slowed down. And, and Karen is the type of a person that she'll, you know, this is men. I know some of the men will understand this. Uh, one stoplight she'll say, uh, you could have made that. <laughs> the next stoplight she'll say, you're trying to kill us? You ran through that stoplight. <laughs> so what I've learned is there is no right answer. <laughs> okay, so some of the men are, are getting some healing out of this. But <laughs> But what I've learned is this, life is better when I care. I care that I'm scaring you. I care that I'm upsetting you. If if I see that this is upsetting you, I care about your feelings. See, we always care about each other's feelings when we first date and start relating, don't we? I mean, we always do. you're, You're extremely empathetic when you first meet a person. And empathy means to put yourself in another person's shoes. See, here's a a great thought. I wonder what it's like to be married to me. Listen to this one. I wonder what it's like to be on the other side of my mouth. (laughs) You ever thought about that one? Kind of a scary thought sometimes. But on the other side of my mouth is a person's heart, is a person's feelings. You fall in love for two reasons. Number one, you admire something in another person. And number two, you like the way they make you feel about yourself. You don't fall in love with a person that makes you feel bad about yourself. You fall in love with a person because they do something positive to your emotions. I care about how you feel. Number two, I'm going to work hard to be sensitive to you and to meet your emotional needs. Well, I just mentioned the four major needs of a man, four major needs of a woman... Okay, let me talk about the first. Honor is the mega need of men. It's the mega need. It's the need above all needs. Security is the mega need of women. When you're meeting our primary need, a man, when a man feels honored and a woman feels secure, it is you're half the way there of meeting their emotional needs. When a man feels disrespected and a woman feels insecure, IT IS DEVASTATING TO THEIR EMOTIONAL STATE. IT PUTS THEM LITERALLY INTO A STATE OF HOSTILITY. WHEN A WOMAN FEELS INSECURE, SHE'S HAVING TO TAKE CARE OF HERSELF, SHE'S AFRAID. NOT not BECAUSE SHE'S NOT A WOMAN OF GOD, BUT it just SHE'S VIGILANT. SHE'S HAVING TO TAKE CARE OF THE ISSUES THAT SHE SHOULDN'T HAVE TO BE TAKEN CARE OF. NOTHING MAKES A WOMAN FEEL AS INSECURE AS A SELFLESS DETACHED MAN. NOTHING MAKES A WOMAN FEEL MORE SECURE THAN A SELFLESS SACRIFICIAL MAN. WE HEAR Through our deepest needs. Literally we hear. So everything a man says to a woman has to be encrypted with the language of security. When you're speaking to a woman, regardless of what the conversation's about, here's what she wants to hear. I'm yours first, and to my hurt I'll take care of you. Work is second, everything else is second, you're first. And I'll take care of you before I'll take care of me. AND YOU WON'T HAVE TO SAY IT TWICE. YOU WON'T HAVE TO NAG. YOU WON'T HAVE TO BEG. IT SAYS, HUSBANDS LOVE YOUR wives AS CHRIST LOVED THE CHURCH. HE GAVE HIMSELF. AND IN THAT SPIRIT, I WILL TAKE CARE OF YOU. SHE'S she's IN HEAVEN. THAT'S WHAT A WOMAN WANTS TO HEAR. AND IN EVERY CONVERSATION, YOU HAVE TO KNOW THAT SHE'S NOT JUST HEARING YOUR WORDS, SHE'S HEARING YOUR ATTITUDE. DO YOU CARE? about me. Do you understand how important security is? Same is true of a man. When a woman is speaking to a man, regardless of what the conversation is, if you're going to meet his emotional needs and be his best friend, he's got to hear in your voice, I believe in you. You're a good man. You've got what it takes. He's in heaven. That's that's the mega need of men. Emotionally. Number three, I will sacrifice, this is sacrifice, I'll sacrifice THE NEED FOR YOU TO FEEL THE WAY I DO FOR YOUR NEEDS TO BE VALID OR FOR ME TO MEET YOUR NEEDS. SEE, KAREN AND I JUST HAVE different, DIFFERENT EMOTIONS MOST OF THE TIME. WHEN YOU'RE MEETING YOUR SPOUSE'S NEEDS IN MARRIAGE, RARELY WILL YOU HAVE THAT NEED AT THAT TIME. RARELY. WHEN KAREN HAS A NEED THAT I'M MEETING, I DON'T HAVE THAT NEED. SO WHAT THE WORST MARRIAGES IN THE WORLD ARE, YOU HAVE TO FEEL THE WAY I FEEL BEFORE YOUR FEELINGS ARE VALID. And you have to feel the way I feel before I'll respond to that need. But in a good marriage, what it means is, I may not feel the way you feel right now. But because you feel the way you do, I'm going to come out of my world into your world, and I'm going to take care of your need. I'm going sa- to sacrifice my typical uh, inclination to be selfish and detached. And it's the way men and women both are emotionally, if we're not careful. The last week, trust. I will build an atmosphere where you're safe to share any feeling and to know it's valued and supported and here's here's the main thing my feelings may not be right but they're real I'm going to say half of my feelings aren't right you know what I'm saying I may be feeling jealous I may be feeling insecure I may be feeling angry I may be feeling down and you know they might might not be right but I need to share and and when when I'm sharing my feelings I don't want to be judged for it sometimes I just need somebody to listen to me and say yeah I understand that That's my safe place. It's where I can share any feeling and understand I'm safe to share that feeling. And I won't be judged and I won't be scolded and I won't be shamed because of it. This is Brent Evans with Marriage Today. And I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out marriagetoday.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, videos, articles, and live events.